are back with the Afterwatch. We're talking about ReZero, Season 1, Episode 6, The Sound of Chains. I'm Tim. I'm Brian. That's right, and it's The Sound of Chains. That's the one clue he has from this last playthrough, right? Is that was what was coming for him right before he, <laughs> he got uh, killed badly. Yep, and then his eyeball sees and what then his eyeball. doing there. Oh, just... There's moments like that within this series, like even stuff that's coming up where you're just like, oh, how can they top that? That's so unsettling. Yep. Yeah, there's definitely some shock value. It's kind of like a jump scare. It's a little little bit gory. Um, yeah, because it, it just be, the fact that it vacillates from that to some of the cuter moments between him and Amelia or whoever, <laughs> you know, petting Puck or, or whatever it is. Right. It goes from these really cute moments to something that harsh is is kind of weird but it also sets this uh this franchise this anime up for i think greater things i think just the fact that it can take on all kinds of different tones and still work uh means something anyway before we get into this episode because this is a lot of <laughs> a lot more stuff happens uh i do want to remind you guys to subscribe if you haven't already um if you have any questions or comments, things you'd like us to talk about here on the show, fictionalquestions at gmail.com is where you reach us. And if you want to give us a review over there on Apple Podcasts or Audible, we'd really appreciate that. Let's talk about this. So he wakes up uh, again, Subaru, wakes up in that bed. He's screaming this time, probably because he died screaming after seeing his arm up on that chandelier, right? Yep. This is, uh, seemed even worse than when he got stabbed by the Black Widow. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, he because that was a stab and maybe disemboweled mm-hmm. <laughs> or he bled out. I think he just he didn't really get disemboweled. He just kind of got yeah. stabbed in the gut and painful death. But this is like dismembering. That's got to hurt pretty bad. Yeah. And uh, the girls are freaked out by him. Of course, they, they don't remember anything. Uh, he's just got to start over again. This is this what third first day, he says. Right. And he already had to go through the mental struggle, I imagine, of trying to relive his good setup. He had a good setup going. That one got ruined and he doesn't know why. Now Mm -hmm. he's like, okay, kind of worked out fine. He kind of checked the boxes like relationship here is good. The date uh, is set up. So it's Uh not bad. And then he died. And then again, he's like, what what, what is he going to do now? Not only is it worse than he could imagine because he didn't just wake up dead. Now he got just (laughs) (laughs) de-armed. Right. I think it throws him for a loop because he doesn't even try to really do the same thing this time. He just kind of does it all differently. It yeah. it all kind of falls apart. <laughs> yeah. At least I think this time this play around playthrough is uh uh yeah very different. So yeah, first definitely off, takes his full attention. <laughs> yeah, I, well he's he's really trying to find out who killed him. I think that's the main thing. He's playing detective. And uh, I don't know how well it turns out or works out. I guess he finds out in the end. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. But I don't think it's how he thought it was going to happen. Uh, we do see him go into the library. He This great moment where he's pacing and talking about, like, thinking about how, uh, you know, if they're targeting him, they're probably targeting everyone else. Maybe they're targeting Amelia again. Yeah, this kind of, some of the stuff we talked about before, like the whole her being up for whatever ruler you know mm-hmm. does weigh heavily on what's going on within their situation and the bit larger you know countrywide uh situation but i just think it's funny that we see off on the side we see beatrice kind of like turning as the camera stays on subaru <laughs> she's just like turning around and around 
And it's just him walking in circles around her. And <laughs> it just makes her so angry. But it would probably make me angry, too. If someone who's just walking around. Yeah, I like that he tries to, like, he kind of forces his friendship a little bit. With uh, her? Yeah, it's her goals. What, defend the library, do uh-huh. the thing. She seems almost inhuman. Or mm-hmm. it's super magical. Well, one or the other. Yeah, and he's just like, no, Both. no, we're friends. I've got to just come into the room whenever I want, you know, share my my burdens and thoughts with you. And yeah, I, it's I thought so it was funny. funny. And it, it's a good pick, too. It's kind of like, wow, it's a, kind of a powerful friend. So <laughs> it's a powerful friend who probably knows a lot or knows the most, you know? Yeah, definitely. Maybe if you're able to, you know, get through the rough exterior and actually get some answers, as we see, he kind of does from her this go around. Um, but this first time, no. Just the fact that he's like annoying her makes her force push him like not only outside of the room, but, uh, you know, outside the building into the flower garden below, just into these bushes. And it's it's a really bad meet with Amelia. This is the first time he sees her this go around and uh, he's covered in manure. Yeah, I, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Th- things aren't working out so well for him. I'm sure he would have rather... You know, had her come to his side while she's, you know, oh, are you okay? That it mm-hmm. seems to be the kind of thing he likes, and he can jump up and, and say, yeah, yes, of course, uh, for you, blah blah blah. Kinda, yeah, kinda... he tries doing that shtick, and it doesn't work with with his face covered in, you know, <laughs> fertilizer. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. so he asks, um, well, no, it's Amelia asks Puck for help. We see her hit the little crystal or whatever that she's got that she wears on her little necklace thing, and then Puck. Uh, materializes wakes up and what water tornadoes subaru to clean him up (laughs) yeah i I thought that was kind of funny because you know if you got magic you should be able to do some mundane things with it can't all be attack spells i i just feel like he could have done something a little less (laughs) not just a complete water tornado Mm-hmm. even the what the maids come through and they oh look at you you look <laughs> like a washed up rag or something they're just of course giving the abuse that they always do but um he's still having fun he's play fighting with puck there a little bit on the on the grounds as he's sitting there with amelia she's actually kind of laughing at the whole thing he does call puck a cat though i noticed that so is puck just like a spirit animal most like a cat or is it actually a cat oh that's a good catch i don't I would think it's a, that's true. Is that Puck's actual form or is Puck a spirit in cat form? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Or is it something that's most like a cat, but only approximates a cat? In other words, it doesn't exactly look like a cat to me. Like it's something's like, what, Persona 5 or something. That's a cat, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But in this, it's, it it could be up for debate. Yeah. Like a cat ish. I wonder if it's this world's cat, this world's type of cat. Like this is what cats. uh, 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 I guess you could really go off the deep end. It could be what a cat looks like in this world. So there's Mm -hmm. no, maybe there's no traditional cat. Or maybe it's just what he decides to call Puck. (laughs) Yep. You're, you're enough of a cat that I could call you a cat. Yeah. But they, they even do this funny kind of routine where it's like father and son (laughs) asking for permission to date the girl or whatever. Uh, and it's got Amelia really laughing. And it, I think somehow it's almost like he's realizing there's other ways he can make these connections rather than just totally go for his shtick. You know, like, uh, Amelia, your smile and all this kind of stuff, right? That he normally does. Right. And it seems to point uh, all towards the same thing as the things that she seems to resonate. Amelia seems to resonate with Subaru is mm-hmm. when he's just being genuine. And right. It's easy for him to do with Puck. 
Uh-huh. He seems to be pretty honest um, with Beatrice and he's pretty straightforward. So maybe that's why Beatrice likes him. He's just very open. Uh, mm-hmm. Ram and Rem is a little bit of a stranger relationship. Like he's trying to build this just like he's really letting it out. I don't think he's lied to them. Right. He's just kind of tells the truth and bees himself. No, I don't think he's lied to anyone. But it seems to come off different with the twins. So it's right. It, it's because all... I think they're hesitant to believe him. Yeah, so I wonder I wonder if there's something about that. But then that brings up the Lord of the Manor, because I thought maybe the Lord of the Manor is the thing that's kind of getting him killed. But he, the Lord of the Manor, even though he's weird, is pretty open. Like, you're my property when he was in the pool. Or uh, when he calls him the court jester, you know, even though he probably doesn't like that. Yeah, he doesn't uh, do anything about it. Right, exactly. Probably because it's just so honest. So I don't know. Now you got me thinking about that. Um, now that you bring up this interaction, because I actually, I kind of like that, where it's like, which which ones are the ones that seem to resonate with her? And he doesn't have to do his whole big, I'm the the hero, the chosen one, and, and you're, you know, the most beautiful thing I've seen and all that. Yeah, we do actually, well, he brings up Mealy, the whole thing, and, and he ex- has to explain what a nickname is. He does that this time. He kind of, instead of forcing it, like he's, we've seen him do the last couple of times, he explains it's just, a, it's like we're advancing our relationship and, you know, what, whatever it is, finding that connection. And it kind of embarrasses her, but she lets it be. And uh, commentator Puck, they do they do more of their little shtick. <laughs> commentator Puck heals Subaru kind of... Uh, what puts his hand up like he's holding a mic to Puck and Puck just says it's because she's kind of easy to please. She doesn't really have anything else going on. <laughs> and that's back to what you said. Maybe she, she doesn't have a lot of friends and Puck knows that. Puck maybe yeah. like feels like, yeah, she just needs needs some friends, you know? Yeah. And that's pr- pretty much what it is. So yeah, that's that's got to be most of it at least. Um, Roswell, yeah, returns just like he has before. Breakfast as usual. and But this time, he asks to be a guest. And it's so he says he can be a detective and walk around, not worry about doing all the chores. But I think that the fact that he's quote unquote being a freeloader uh, turns the maid girls off this time. Yeah, it's it's a good I don't know. It's it's always tough when he because that's that's a big point, like in, as part of a story point. Mm-hmm. It's, he can do a lot with that. He could ask for money, which, uh, again, he's been into why he doesn't want to do that. Right. But, uh, there's so many things he could do. So this is him really trying like he, he's out of ideas. He, he's like, I got to try something else. I can't go through just a nice day because that doesn't happen for Subaru. <laughs> so he's no. like, all right, what can I do? I got to change this up. Uh, let's at least spend the day doing this. And he's got to, I don't know, maybe make some sacrifices. It's probably what it's going to come down to. It's like, maybe he can't keep all his relationships going. So if he has Amelia on his side and Beatrice and then. Right it takes a lot of effort for him to feel like he's winning the twins over. So now he's just kind of that. I don't know. That makes it even harder at this point. Well, it does because he's not with them throughout the day doing chores with them. That's Mm -hmm. what was kind of propelling their relationship being around them all day. And he's not, he's kind of just on his own doing his thing. We see him kind of wandering around, not really bumping into anyone for a long time until he bumps into Roswell and he hears chains but he doesn't think it's the right chains. It's Roswell's, what, he's like a necklace or something? Whatever he's got on him. Mm-hmm. Makes a noise like chains, but I, he doesn't think it's the same ones. He sees Rem he, out there fixing where he fell in the in the, the bushes. Tries to talk to her. It doesn't really go anywhere. Uh, Rom uh, brings him tea. He even asks her to stay in chat and become friendly. And she doesn't. She just kind of leaves. So... Yeah. I, I felt bad. That's when I started uh, feeling like, oh, well, you know, maybe this time through, he's not going to be able to win them over. To your credit, uh, probably he's not going to spend the time doing the things with them. They're not going to see that. Oh, he's he's actually seems to be an honest dude. 
Yeah, because they just think he's taking advantage of the situation, maybe. Or he has some other motive, and so they don't trust him. But he goes in to talk to Beatrice at this point, talking about ways he could have died the first time. He's still trying to figure out the first time how he could have died. And she starts talking about curses. It could have been curses. It could have been a monodrain like she did that first time. You know, even though uh, it didn't kill him the first time, but it it could kill him. And uh, as as they're kind of still talking and he helps her grab a book because she's so tiny, she can't even reach in this library. I feel like she's got to be she's got to have other moves, right? <laughs> I know. I was just that. Yeah, I was just thinking that, too. There's she's a librarian. She's got to be able mm-hmm. to reach her own books when he's not there. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it, he she just didn't want to do the whole shtick or whatever her powers are. She didn't want to do that while he was there watching. Yeah. Or maybe like, she just grabs a ladder and like moves oh, it over from another part and just takes a while. So maybe he's just accepting the help to go faster. Yeah, maybe. But she does mention at this point that, yeah, his organs were replaced, but he doesn't have all his blood. He's low on blood from that first time when she healed him. Yeah. And this is the thing, again, that makes me uh-huh. think like she seems to remember things from his previous playthroughs. Well, no. Right? Like the organs were replaced so she can feel that. Oh, no. He's talking about when um, back at the loot house when he was sliced open and Amelia kind of got him to a point where he wasn't going to die between her and Puck. They kind of got Subaru to a point where, yeah, he was going to make it. But she says here that he was brought back. Subaru was brought back to the mansion and she was the one who actually was able to do the heavy lifting on the healing part. Uh, I see. Okay. So the references to the original like disembowelment, not the Correct. the more recent ones. Ah, the original I, playthrough. That's why it's so tricky. I kept thinking that she remembers and I thought it was so cool. Like that was the first thing I wrote for this no, episode. No, I thought too. Uh, I was like, but I that's really- That's why I'm watching a lot of this through this time, watching it through. I'm trying to really figure out what is going on at all times. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you got that one because this, this was like the biggest thing for me of like, why doesn't he lead more into that? If he's, she's like a one key, like wh- mm-hmm. however she, I thought it had something to do with Beatrice's magic. Like the way she hides things and moves the room around, it might be some like time manipulation and it might allow her. That's why I kept thinking she's not human, some sort of magical beast. Yeah, because... well, she says she's not human, some kind of uh, magical creature. Uh, oh, okay. Well, yeah, she said that the first time I think we met her, um, Beatrice did. But uh, she even says at this point that that silly girl, meaning Amelia, doesn't have enough power to heal failed wounds. Only her or Bubby, which is what she calls Puck. Mm-hmm. So not even Roswell really has healing magic. Anyway, yeah. this conversation ends again with him being ejected out of the room and down into those bushes again. So it's just, you know, it's it's kind of a funny thing where he keeps looking up and Amelia is there. So it's just, it's just a bad look. He's trying so hard, <laughs> but uh, I guess he just doesn't have good luck. Uh, he does mention as he's thinking about all the different things that he knows. He died. The, he's talking about the sound of the chains. Um, he he remembers that he asked Puck, without saying why, to keep an eye on Amelia. Like uh, And Puck, knowing that it's coming from a good place, agrees to it. But this is when Rom brings some tea into his room and stays, saying, hey, you said you wanted me to be friendly, right? But they start talking about the children's stories that he's got, and he's learning to read and write. We've seen him do that um, throughout these last couple episodes. I I like this part a lot. I like what's coming up. Yeah. And so he talks about, he brings up this one story first, not from the books there, 
but a story that he remembers from his, you know, culture, which is the, what does he call it? The red ogre who cried. I don't know. It's yeah. If that, you watch, that's what they call it in, in the dub. I don't know what they call it. Something different in the subbed. I don't remember the story name, but I do remember it's, it's something about ogre. He definitely uses that, that word. And it's like yeah, a red well, ogre, blue ogre thing. They use ogre in this, but in the original, it's they use oni. Have you are you familiar with that term? Yes. So my guess is when it was written as ogre, I thought like uh, oni or demon. I thought I'm like, isn't that demon yeah. pretty much? Because mm-hmm. they also call uh, Akuma in Street Fighter. I thought his big thing was also like something about ogre or demon. And yeah, yeah, it's all kind of the same thing. But oni is one of those catch-all phrases. It could mean uh, yes, oh, yokai spirit demon ogre it could mean any of these kind of inhuman things uh got it Mm -hmm. but he's talking about this and this is really what sad story about a red ogre who wanted to make friends with people in the village Mm -hmm. and so he has his friend the blue ogre pretend to attack the village so that basically good cop bad cop right so that he come could come in and look good saving the day and it works but then everyone hates the blue ogre Finally, to the point where because no one likes the blue ogre and the red ogre is spending so much time in the village, he's not really even around the blue ogre. Uh, he The blue ogre just takes off and leaves. And when the red ogre goes to his place one night, finds a note saying he left. And that's the end of the story. Yeah, I, I it's almost feels like he's directly talking about Ram and Rem at this point. I'm like, OK, Maybe? In, my, in my mind, like confirmed, they don't seem human again i don't know why everybody just uh-huh. seems not human to uh-huh. me but it's like okay well it seems to be some sort of bit because it, it matches up really well with the fact that one of the sisters here wants to, mm-hmm. to take care of the other and mm-hmm. the other one's having a better time of it while the um so is it rams better with people seems to be the one that occasionally right. smiles seems to want to be there mm-hmm. and rem kind of takes care of everything so kind of has right. that feeling that he's talking about them where the red ogre or Ram in this case, like wants to take care of others and wants to be with the humans. But the blue one, maybe they can't be separated. Maybe Ram and Ram have to be together. Maybe mm. they came from another plane. Maybe they're demons or, or were summoned by the, the manor, uh, the Lord well, of the Manor. Yeah. We saw last time what that she Ram really smiled when he said that she was demonically inspired. Right. So there's all these little things pointing this way. And the fact that they have the red and blue hair, right? Yeah. That one's obvious one, but I like, uh, like you said, when he says demonically inspired, not only for her drive to do what she thinks is right. And she's super, like you said, very strict in her thinking. She's hierarchical. She seems mm-hmm. to think things have her place and her place is to, to look after her sister. Her, and it sounds uh-huh. like her sister wants to be with the humans. Her sister is fine here, but she is more like, nope, she's got to do her duties, got to take care of the other one. And no, it doesn't yeah. seem to be her favorite thing to be here, but so praise to take care of her sister. She's happy when they're like, yeah. So one thing. Care. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Uh, one thing I don't know is, is this just a story that Subaru is making up based on what he's saying? No, I think it's something that he's actually heard. And he just, it just kind of lines up really well with the situation that he doesn't really even get at this point. We're seeing it watching, but I don't think he sees it. Yeah, that's true for He's usually pretty sharp, but I agree. I think he tells a story because they're sharing stories. I don't think he's a hundred percent on trying to imply that and i do agree I, I don't think he's that would be kind of cool if he was just making up on the spot and trying to probe them and like watching carefully how she reacts but i think yeah. it's just a children's story it gives yeah. a hint too i wonder if the the world he came from and this world is connected in a bit and that's why those stories 
have some connection, but uh, I think it's too far of a stretch, maybe. <laughs> no, just... but it's, I, I, I think it's funny, though, that uh, Rom says that all the characters in that story are stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, he says that he loves and hates the story. It's, it's just hard because a part of him always wants to be rewarded. So he understands certain points of view and just the what the fact that the red ogre won everything in the end but the blue ogre even though he was the one who was sacrificing so much he lost so uh it's it's kind of sad and um there's a what what is uh rom say something crazy though the red ogre should have broke off horns if he wanted to be with the humans what does that even mean like how how do you be so specific like that that's but i think it's what what she means is just be more like them just give up the ogreness of who he is, right? And just try to become more human, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think you're on to something there because that's the feeling I get is that it literally happened to them. They had to choose like you have to get rid of some of your ogreness, whatever that means to mm-hmm. be to Ram and Rem. Well, we'll see. He she does ask, who would you be friends with? And he does a thing where he grabs both of her fingers like I would be friends with both. <laughs> I love that he that's you're such an indecisive adulteress. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's pretty or a boring answer. Was, what is she, she yeah, says. I think she's mad because she really doesn't believe that there can be both. You can't have both in her world. It's very set. It's like very clear. You cannot have both. The blue one had to sacrifice for the red. In this case, Rem seems to be sacrificing for Ram. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't have everything. If you want to live with the humans, you might have to physically or metaphorically break your horns like you got to give something up you can't have everything and he's like no i want both i can be friends with both yeah so and maybe there's some guilt in there too because she does say don't bring this story up to rem yeah that oh man it just it it feels bad because i i do think that maybe ram thinks rem is suffering because rem has to look after ram but yeah or ram doesn't notice and then no Ram doesn't want to give Ram that idea of like, I'm taking, I'm looking after you. I'm covering your mistakes. I'd rather yeah, not have break my horns to live with these people. Yeah, maybe, you know, figuratively or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it is. But uh, he does bring up two other stories. Uh, there's one about a dragon and then one about a witch. And I guess the dragon is not really a story. It's something that actually comes from their land. This dragon made a pact with the ruling family to guard the the land i guess but this family has recently died off and so no one knows what the dragon's going to do at this point and this is more history this is like not just a story right this is like the history of their land it is it's it's a folktale but it's true she says and so that's left hanging like well we don't know what's going to happen this dragon does know that that family has recently died off so what does what does this change if Maybe someone else is then brought in to rule. Does that mean that the all bets are off with this dragon? Huh. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. So that's maybe why like this council is dragging their heels on who they're going to choose. Maybe that's more problems ahead. Who knows? Yeah. Or why, then of, why it's so serious because they're like, we need to have some seat of power because we don't know what the dragon's going to do. <laughs> right, right, right. Or whatever that is. We don't really know too much. But they... Um, she also says, don't discuss, don't bring up the witch. And I guess it's the witch of envy. Uh, so she was, doesn't even want to talk about it. I was still hoping like, when are we going to hear? I was hoping it'd come through like a children's story so we can like figure it out right. and Subaru too. I guess he can know. Yeah. 
Well, I guess he does know because he read the story, right? He just is told not to bring it up. So we don't know. Mm, I see. Hmm. But on the fourth day, he leaves the mansion. He decides that he's learned enough and he's hit the dead ends. But he wants to make sure that if they're targeting, if they're coming after him, that they're not going to uh, hurt anyone else. I love there's this moment where Amelia is kind of acting like a mom. She's really <laughs> kind of what smothering him with, are you, you got everything you, you need anything. You... <laughs> uh, but no, he takes off and there's something about swearing to the dragon. So the dragon is something that now he's learned when he swears to the dragon, when he's talking to Roswell, he says Roswell says that there's no higher way to swear in the land. Hmm. So more of him learning things that's helping along the way. Yeah, it's going to help him fit in. I like the the little lore bits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think it does feed in whether we know uh, or not where it's going. It's got to mean something in the end. Yeah. Oh, what if he learns that, but then he gets reset or something and then he brings those things up. It's going to be a little weird. Where, like you said, you weren't from around here, but then he knows all the customs. Yeah. But yeah. That's a, that's a that's a big maybe. <laughs> Hopefully he survives. <laughs> well we we've seen it go really bad when he says one wrong thing before so <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah anyway he does try to thank the girls uh the two maids even though um he didn't get too close with them this time around thanks rem for the food they they talk about how he has a fatal lack of flattery skills but he gets up on this like what is it like a cliff or a mountainside where he can overlook Look over the mansion. He says he can see Amelia's room. So he can, <laughs> I mean, and what does he have? He has a knife. The knife that he, I guess, was cutting himself with, you know, which is uh, kind of weird that he just brings a knife. But I guess what else is he going to get? Yeah, um, he, he's been attacked a lot. I, I think he should have had more than just a knife. <laughs> a yeah, knife. yeah. But, but what else is he going to have at this point? It's not like they have weapons around, at least that we've seen. That's true. These are all magic users. It would also look very weird if it's like this guy we think is a spy suddenly took some weapons. <laughs> You're right. Exactly. And he's leaving. Where is he going? But he's waiting for nightfall. And he's t- he's just thinking about not only does he not want anyone else to die. He really just doesn't want to die again. So he's going over again. We saw just like the last time going over all the things that changed in this playthrough. He didn't go shopping with Rem. He didn't even talk about a date with Amelia. Uh, I think he just talked about coming back and sweeping her off her feet at some point later on, you know, but uh, who knows what that even means. But he hears something and suddenly this ball and chain knocks him off the cliff. Did you see that coming? Uh, I did not. I was like, oh, wow, it's it's Reb. <laughs> but even more. But it, well, before that, even oh. he has an emergency rope attached to him that make, makes it so when he falls, he doesn't die falling down below. So then he unhooks, but he's kind of stuck down below and he's kind of looking around trapped. He catches the ball the next time it comes at him in his jacket, pulls off that, you know, his jacket and holds onto the chain is kind of pulling the person out because he wants it to be revealed who is coming after him. And yeah, like you said, it's Rem. Yeah. And that freaks him out. Yeah, that's that's a, a blow to the spirit. Because he that's the one that he was a little bit closer to. They're sharing stories. And mm-hmm. uh, well, I think he so connected so. more with her than at least the sister. I think so, too. I think the Ram doesn't like when he connects with Ram. I also think Ram is probably more friendly, it sounds like, and will mm-hmm. want to be friends with people. But the key really is seems like it would have been Ram. Yeah, well, it's also Ram is more introverted. So maybe it's harder for her to connect. Yeah. But whatever this is, it's it's probably the person you thought 
<laughs> I don't know. You least expected to see. Yep. I definitely really thought it was some sort of poison thing. I thought he would befriend Ram and Rem as demons. <laughs> I th- I wondered if the Lord was making... I, the right. one thing I still think is, like I wonder if the Lord is making Rem do it. So is this Rem's choice or is Rem being made to do it? Oh, like possessed by by magic or whatever. Or commanded or told, right? Like who's, right. whose choice is this? We still don't know. We don't know because it's just the shock of that right as the, the episode ends. Yep. Yeah, this show... Actually, it skips... The uh, the song and the and the outro song actually a lot. It uh, you don't you you notice that there's not a lot of times where it actually takes the time to have the song, whatever you call it, the little um, ending song or whatever. Yeah. So, or sometimes it plays over what else is going on. Yeah. But fit, there's always fits in a lot of content. There's a lot of content every episode with this, but I love it. It's so great because again, throws you for a twist. Like you don't expect little Rem. <laughs> yeah. What is he? he even calls her Rem Rem, you know? <laughs> so it's it's like a cute little nickname and everything. But no, she's the monster who's been killing him. <laughs> right. And uh it's I, I like it a lot. There's a lot of reveals like that, and it's kinda like dun dun dun, but it yeah. still has a lot to think about. Like I was saying, like I even thinking now, I didn't know you know it's obviously rem's going to do the killing but does rem want to is rem commanded is rem allowed to say no was it her idea because she's protecting something uh, yeah. so many things that still could be so it's yeah because like, the hierarchy what she thinks she has to sacrifice right who knows but uh i think we'll find out as the story goes on but that's for next time right yep until then our watch has ended i've been tim i've been brian all right, take care, guys. at all.